Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Dr. Jenna Ziegler. You can find her at ilovethesun.com forward slash. Well, I'm not going to give you the forward slash yet. We're going to save that to the end so that you fully listen to the show because you want to be here for this show. Jenna is going to bring the fire. She's going to bring the heat. Dr. Jenna graduated in 2011 from the Ohio State University College of Optometry with, ready, she's fancy, summa cum laude honors. She is the co-founder of iLove, whose mission is to heal one million dry eye sufferers naturally. That's the key, naturally. Dr. Jenna and her husband use the profits from iLove to fund free and low-cost clinics in Jamaica and in the U.S. They do this through their charity, the I Love Cares Foundation which also provides scholarships for students interested in mission work. Previously, Dr. Jenna owned two optometry practices, which were sold in 2017 to focus on I Love. Dr. Jenna co-hosts the Dry Eye Show. I love that. The Dry Eye mm -hmm. Show. I remember that guy in the commercial. You remember that guy? The Dry Eye guy, boys. <laughs> right? The Dry Eye Show on YouTube and Facebook is her show. She leads and educates a community of 10,000 dry eye sufferers. Dr. Jenna enjoys running, traveling to Jamaica, exploring new restaurants and places, and playing with her two-year-old son, Jude. Love it. So, Dr. Yeah. Jenna, welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro, would you? Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. And, you know, it's such a, it's such a journey, that story that you just told about me. It's, it's going from, you know, this was just a couple of years ago, not even 10 years ago that, you know, I graduated from optometry school, worked for a couple of years and saw patients, you know, had my own practice, and then kind of got tossed into this world of entrepreneurship. And, you know, a couple of years ago, just about five years ago, my husband and I were running two optometry offices while also trying to run this online business or, you know, get it started up. And that was a really crazy time because we were, you know, working in the morning before we went to see patients. And then we would see patients all day long from eight to six or whatever. And then we would come home and we would work on that business again. And eventually, you know, our online business grew to the point that we decided to step away from, you know, seeing patients in a, you know, a specific optometry office. And it's been quite the journey. Like I said, I am not, you know, an entrepreneur at heart. It's kind of learned for me. And so, um, 
there have been, you know, many times where it's been rocky, but it's all good. It's all good, Startup Nation. All right, so Jenna, she let the cat out of the bag a little bit. She's trying to steal my show here, right? <laughs> She's like, let me tell you the whole story. Boom, here you go. <laughs> all right, so now you were, it was baby on the way, was Jude on the way two years ago, right? He's two years old. So yeah. not only were you running the, the two centers and mm-hmm. then you're working this on the side, right, when you get home, but then you also have a baby, so we, correct? yeah, uh, in 2017, um, we, the beginning of 2017, we still had two optometry offices and we were running um, our online business as well. And so we found out we were pregnant and it was kind of like, well, now something has to go. It's like, we can't do everything. I can't be in five places at once, you know? And so we ended up selling um, one optometry practice the middle of 2017 um, before my son was born at the end of 2017. And so that helped a little bit. It helped to, you know, ease some of that stress. Um, But it was, it was, yes, very, very packed full, basically. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So I bring up that little important fact because a lot of my listeners are female entrepreneurs and mom mompreneurs yeah and some of them are single mompreneurs yeah and and the struggle man that's that's difficult right and yeah. i really respect you if you're listening right now and and i've just described you and jenna can relate to you and you can relate to jenna and you know, here she is running multiple businesses, moonlighting, you know, this side thing on, you know, this other thing, this business, and then it's got a baby. Hey, we got a baby. And <laughs> I think you made a really prudent decision. Something's got to go. Yeah. Something's got to go. And so many entrepreneurs, they try to do it all. Yeah. And they show up without excellence in everything for yeah. that reason. Right. So was that a difficult choice for you and your husband uh, to let go of that business? And how did you know which center or which thing was the right thing to let go of? So it was a very hard decision, at least for me. Um, because when I first started in optometry, you know, I went to optometry school to, to help people, to see patients, to, you know, have my own optometry practice. And so letting go of that was incredibly difficult for me. Um, but what we did was we looked at basically, you know, the cash flow in every business, which business was doing the best. And the best business was our online business by far. And then we had another practice that was within a Walmart vision center. And that one has basically no overhead, super easy to run. We just go in, see patients. Um, So that one was a no-brainer to keep for a little bit longer. And then our private practice is the one that ultimately had to go because we looked at how much work we were putting in. It was huge. I mean, we were there all day long. You know, we had staff that we had to basically manage. And so we kind of let all of that go. And once we let all of that go, it was like a weight you know, lifted off of us, at least for me. Um, Now, another thing is just asking for help along the way. You know, if you're not sure about a decision that you have to make, you know, we knew we had to make this decision. Um, Talk to people who have done it or, you know, get help in some way so that you kind of can make sure that you're making a good decision or the best decision for yourself and for your family. So did you guys do that specifically? Like, did you have a coach or a consultant or a family friend? How, how did you come to that conclusion on your own? Yeah, so we, we have, you know, quite a few people in 
the optometry space that, you know, have other businesses on the side. And we kind of talk to them a little bit about, you know, when to make that shift or if we do make that shift. We also had business coaches in the online world. Um, you know, masterminds are really huge and we were already a part of one of those early on um, in our online business. And so that has been second to none what we've learned there. Um, and just having, you know, having them almost having your back, I guess, you know, like we're not gonna let you fail. You know, it's okay to let go of that patient care and to really, you know, take it to the next level online. That's so cool. And Startup Nation, I really just want to kind of showcase or highlight what Jenna said, which is they really used a very tactical uh, process of uh, finding, hey, what's the thing that needs to go, right? We obviously are in a situation, baby's on the way, baby's now high priority, right? Because we love baby. Uh, <laughs> so business, one of the businesses has to go, which is it? And they just looked at the numbers. Hey, which one's working the best and which one's working, which one's not really working the best. And they looked at that and, and I like how you did it, right? You, you said, Hey, let's look at the online. Well, the online's making the most revenue. So mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty cool. We kind of don't want to touch that one. And then the, the one in the Walmart, you know, the Walmart center was pretty much self-running. It sounds like, yep. um, very low to no overhead, which is fantastic. So that's almost like automated. Why would you mess with automated when it's working? You don't, right. That's just working. And then you said, Hey, what's the one that's sucking all our time or at least yep. your time specifically startup nation. That's the question, which of the things, the multiple things you're doing right now, for some of you, I know you're, you're trying to make your six figures by doing four different businesses. <laughs> Bad move, by the way. Right, Jenna? Right. Okay. Pick <laughs> one darn thing, right? And put all your eggs in that basket. Give it a certain timeline to see if it's going to work or not, right? And if it's not, then shift and do another one thing, yeah. right? But all right. So let's get deeper. Um, first off, Startup Nation is patiently waiting for you. Like, how much gross revenue, just for perspective, mm -hmm. yeah. um, did you guys do in your business in the past 12 months, approximately? So the past 12 months, approximately um, 3.6 million. 3.6 million startup nation. Jenna, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Right? A lot of hard work, right? To get there. And you did that in two years, like you're ready up to that level. Yeah, so we, we started the business actually in 2015, but really the core of our business, our dry eye business, has mm -hmm. been two years. What do you think has been the number one strategy or uh, reason for that kind of fast growth? Um, connecting with people and connecting with your audience. So about two maybe three years ago now, we started a dry eye syndrome support community on Facebook. And we went against what all of our, you know, coaches and everyone was saying. They said, nobody will want to talk about their dry eye online with each other. And we said, okay, well, we're going to do it anyway. So we created this group and this group has since grown to over 10,000 members. People How did you in get people initially engaged? Because this is where yeah. we all get stuck, okay? How did yep. you get the first 100 engaged and actually communicating? Because sometimes they'll go in and they're just like testing it. At who's going to speak first? I don't want to go first. Yeah. You go first, right? They don't want to share their mess, yeah. right? And exactly. in this, this case, it's the dry eye. How'd you do it? 
So we, we've started out doing, um, we did content. So we wrote blogs for them. We eventually started doing videos for them and just seeing us in the community all the time. I mean, we were, we were in there every day. If somebody had a question, we were there to answer it, whether it was with a blog post or with just, you know, a couple, a paragraph or so. And then I would go write a blog post on it if I didn't have, you know, a blog post to give them to read. But that really, you know, I think that made people trust us really quickly because we're, we're in there. We're answering your questions. We're, you know, we're right there with you. Um, I suffer from dry eye myself. And I think just with people realizing that, I think that's what's br what brought people in the most at first. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go even more granular, okay, mm -hmm. because I know there's listeners right now that get stuck here. Yeah. How do I know? Because I got stuck here, right? So I'm going to be a little mm -hmm. selfish startup nation, but I'm going to be your spokesperson right now. And, and I know you want me to ask her deeper questions about this, okay? Mm -hmm. So Jenna, just be real. Just be real with me, okay? Because yeah. I started a, a, a Facebook community and it was a spiritual thing, right? So it was sure. people struggling, right? In their relationships. So, you know, something's off in their life. There's an area not working or could be working better, right? We all have that, yeah? Yep. And I thought, okay, people are going to be totally open to share that, right? I just got to create the space, the safe space, coaching container or whatever for them to do it. So I did a Facebook community. That was the, the wisdom that mm -hmm. was told to me to do it. I did it. People start, I started inviting people that I knew, Facebook friends, Facebook friends, Facebook friends. Right. I did some videos. This is what we're talking about. And then I did what I call leadership. My definition of leadership is three words. You go first. Yeah. Right? So that's what I believe. So I went first and I started sharing my stuff. Here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I, yeah, I'm wrestling with. Here's what I did. Here's what worked, et cetera. And slowly some people started to engage and it just took time. Yeah. a lot of time and energy and, and I'm doing all this stuff. And then eventually I'm a fast forward because startup nation, you're listening right now and you're like, Joseph, you're describing exactly what I went through. <laughs> okay. And, and it was me just doing all this effort, 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 pulling answers out of people, pulling conversations, just pulling, yeah. pulling. But it was like, I was doing all the pulling and I'm like, when are they going to just lean in and just yeah. go, Here's what I'm struggling with. Here's what I need help with. Can you write this? Can you tell me about this, et cetera? And it never happened. And eventually over time, I just made the choice. You know what? It's taken yeah. too much of my time and I let it go. What do you want to speak to me and Startup Nation about that scenario? Because I know there are thousands of people in that right now. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. I think it comes down to a pain point, truthfully. Um, if you're hitting a, a big enough pain point, so for dry eye, for example, can completely cripple people. They're not able to drive. They're not able to leave their house. You know, some people, you know, can't work, that type of thing. And when you're hitting that big of a pain point, then I think that people do open up. It's just a lot about finding that pain point too, or finding that specific pain point. Um, you know, people come into our group and they have specific problems and we speak to those. There are different forms of dry eye or, you know, different diseases that they might have that contribute to dry eye. And I think hitting that pain point and doing something to serve them. So whether it's a video specifically for that or, you know, something like that so that you're specifically serving them. Um, you know, another thing that we did to bring more people into the group was so you can advertise a Facebook page, but you cannot, you know, advertise for a Facebook group. 
And so we initially got a lot of people into a page, um, our I Love page, and then we would post about the group in there. And so that really, you know, helped bring a lot of people into our group as well because they would see it there. Um, and they would see videos that we did on I Love that we would also share with our group. So it would kind of, you know, at least make them aware that the group is available. But I think a lot of people found it, um, you know, by searching in Facebook, dry eye or something like that, and it would come up. Um, so most, yeah. of the, most of the people found you, just to clarify, most of the people found you uh, through searching in Facebook rather than you like inviting your personal friends on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, we definitely invited our personal friends, but a lot of it was just people finding us from, you know, typing in dry eye support group or whatever on Facebook. So you just have to think about what people are going to type in when they're looking for something. Well, if I have dry eye, I'm going to look for a dry eye support group. Or if I have, you know, macular degeneration, I'll look for a macular degeneration support group or whatever it is. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Go deeper though. Give us some, uh, some tactical. How did you start to engage people? You start to get these people to come into the group. You've explained that, how to do mm -hmm. that. Then what did you do? Like, how did you, I know you wrote some content. Yeah. Was it just that the difference between the way I did it and the way you did it, which worked, mine didn't, right. um, the way you did it was that you had narrowed it down to that specific problem. This is what I'm hearing. It was like yeah. you centered around dry eye was mm -hmm. your specific pain point. And yeah. then, hey, come in with your multiple questions about dry eye. And there's all these different variations of this one pain point, dry eyes, where I came in and said, hey, you know, here's all these multiple spiritual problems that we can address, broken relationships, depression, all this stuff. But it wasn't one thing. Should I have just focused on depression, for example? And that possibly. would have changed the results. Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, I think that the more that you can niche down what you're covering, the better, because you're going to, you know, really capture those people that really want information about that. So maybe it is, you know, depression, for example, you know, there are tons of people out there that that's a huge issue for them. And so I absolutely think that by, you know, just focusing on that, that you could bring more people in that are more engaged because people that have true pain in that, you know, in that area and in dry eyes, they're connected. Um, you know, those are the people that really, they really need help. They're looking for help and they're looking for answers that their doctor can't give them or hasn't given them. Mm, so good. Okay. What's the next thing you did to, you got people coming into the group. Mm -hmm. Now, how did you start to grow and expand that group? Because I'm guessing mm -hmm. the group became kind of that, uh, that place that, uh, you started pulling all, a lot of clients from, is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, we, we've never really, you know, blatantly shared our products into the group or anything like that. Um, it's been where we just put content out. We do videos. We switched to more videos versus blogs um, probably about a year ago or so. Um, I was really hesitant to be on video. I don't like being in front of people, um, but I found- You're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. But um, I found that, you know, once I put myself more out there versus my husband, actually, that um, people started engaging more and started engaging more with each other. And eventually you're going to get people in that just love to engage. You know, that's what they, they come in that group for and they love to ask questions. And so once people start doing that and once people start started seeing my face more often, I think that's what really was a catalyst for the growth that we've had. 
So is it possible for you to have the wrong face for your brand? Yeah. Do you believe that? You do. I think so. Although I think it can be, I think it can almost be learned in a way. How do you mean that? Um, like for example, I mean, I think that, so my husband is very good at, um, at relating to people. He's a, he's a great doctor. Um, but I think that you just have to learn to be more empathetic. And I think that that is possible. Um, but you're never going to be, you know, like, a you know, a man is never going to be as empathetic usually as what a woman usually is, you know? And so there is a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a divide there. <laughs> so, so Startup Nation, you can't see it right now, but on video with, with uh, Jenna, I, I just went, darn it, darn yeah. <laughs> it. Why? Because empathy is actually what I score the worst on when yeah. I do any of those profile assessment tests. And my bride, you know, she scores, that's her number one, mm-hmm. is empathy. Obviously, opposites attract, right? So yep. what I'm hearing you say is maybe I should turn my business into a couple's business and get my bride on video a little more, even though she's very hesitant to get on video. Is that my winning formula? I mean, it very well could be because that was a big part of our winning formula. So, you know, just talk to her, get her on video. She'll love it. (laughs) (laughs) So Startup Nation, I know I'm putting myself under the magnifying glass here and I'm doing that for you so that you can hear yourself in my story and Jenna's story. And we're just getting real and we're getting raw and we're saying, hey, this is what we struggled with. Jenna did one approach and it worked. She's very successful at it, right? $3.6 million successful at it. That's Mm -hmm. freaking fantastic. I did uh, a similar approach, but I did it in the wrong way. And it, I just quit. I gave up because it was again, the results. So you got two contrasts here, right? What worked and what didn't work. And I think this is a really compelling show, Jenna, um, because it really gives people a choice in the matter. And they're either going to resonate with you and what worked and they're Mm -hmm. doing it and they just got to keep doing it and not quit and it's working, it's making progress, or they're gonna resonate with me and go, oh crap, I'm doing the same thing Joseph did. (laughs) Well, that's not gonna work. Let me save myself some pain here. So really great job, thank you for that. All right, give us your top three tips or strategies um, to make our first 100K this year in 2020 that anyone can apply into their business, okay? So pull it from your own uh, wisdom, your own acumen. What can they do this year? Three tactical, practical, like, they can go actually do a thing this week. What can they do? Um, So the first thing is to connect with your audience. So whatever that means for you, if you're just getting started and you're trying to pick a product or something like that to sell, then obviously you need to, you know, you need to go out and you need to talk to people. You need to ask them what they want. So one of the things that we do, even if you have a small group, say on Facebook, you can ask those people what they're looking for. So that's been one of the big things for for our business is when we're ready to come out with a new product, we go into our group and we ask them, what product would you like to see? We give them a, maybe it's a poll or something like that, or we just let them type it in. Either way, totally fine. But we get tons of ideas from that one post. Um, you can also send out an email. You can do a survey monkey, um, you know, just asking what they're looking for. So that's my tip number one. All right. What you got? What's your number two? 
So my number two is to make sure that you are focusing on the 20% that's going to get you the results. So we talk about the 80-20 principle. Well, sometimes you don't always know, but I think that you can pick out the things that you need to do in your day and you can write down the top three to five things that you need to do every single day. And, you know, I think you're going to know which ones are more important than others. So I don't need to go clean out my desk, but I do need to write that email to my, you know, potential customers to find out, you know, what they're looking for. Um, So that's definitely number, definitely number two is just to get, get organized, you know, focus on those things that really matter or that you think matter. And maybe you find out later that there's something else that's better. And so you, you know, you move on, but focus on the things that you think matter the most and go from there. Let me just clarify with you how you do it specifically. Do you break it into two different uh, things? One like revenue producing task, and then the other is non-revenue producing task. And is that how you do it or do you do it a little different? So I don't break it up, um, but we have, I mean, we have certain things that, you know, I have certain things I do in my business that definitely are more revenue producing than others. Um, but I, I just really pick those top three things really. And what are your top three things? Your so, 20%. Yeah. So today, um, or this, this year, I guess is podcasting, um, doing Harrow's. So Check. help a reporter out. Yeah. Um, that's a great one. If you if you're you know really good on a certain topic, if you know a lot about something, get on to help a reporter out, and that's a potential way for you to you know get your brand out there, get yourself out there. Um, and then also writing for me is really big. Writing is what I love to do. So I think you know I I have a nice blend of things that bring in revenue and things that I just love doing because you have to have both. You can't just do things that bring in revenue if you're not loving it. You know, you have to Mm. also have things on your list that you love. And for me, that's what writing is. And so I write, sometimes I know what topic I'm going to write about. Sometimes I don't. And I, you know, figure that out along the way. All right. So your three things was you love writing, you love doing help a reporter out, and you love doing podcasting. That's your top three, 20%. Those my, yes. Those are my year. top three. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Thank you. That's really specific, right? Yeah. So Startup Nation, what is your 20%? And Jenna, I love that you added in. You got to love doing them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to be consistent with them, right? Right. You're not going consist- to do them. Yeah. Consistency <laughs> is what leads to success. All right. So number three, what's your, your third, you got speak with your audience, really find their pain point, talk, listen, et cetera, focus Mm -hmm. on your 20%. Um, and then what's your third? Um, my third one is to do the work and really be dedicated to what you're wanting to do or to what you're doing, because so many people that we started this, you know, online business around the same time are no longer, doing their business. And one of the reasons is because we were so dedicated to it. We worked in the morning, we worked at night, we went to work all day long seeing patients, and then we just kept, you know, working at it again. And so being dedicated, you have to really be dedicated to what you're doing. Um, Know that there are going to be challenges, but if you are, you know, if you put in that time and you're dedicated to it, then 
I think that's going to, you know, take you a lot farther than if you just say, okay, I might, you know, I might do a little bit of this and then maybe I'll go take a nap, which naps are great too. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> I love midday naps. Yeah, exactly. But you do have to be dedicated in your business. So I really appreciate you adding that in. Um, I just had Evan Carmichael. Uh, you've mm -hmm. heard of him, right? I just had yep. him on the show uh, this past week. And um, so that show will air really soon, Startup Nation. So go check that out. And Evan spoke specifically about this. He's like, listen, you know, if you're not like loving what you do, <laughs> like stop, right? And yep. he goes, here's why it's tactical or, or strategic to love what you do is it's really difficult to outperform someone who absolutely loves what they do and is willing to spend hours and hours and hours on it. And you're not yep. like, it's like, if that's the person you're going up against, you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. So, so you want to be that person, startup nation. Dr. Jenna is so right. So we're speaking with Dr. Jenna Ziegler. You can find her at I love the sun.com. And I is E Y E um, like your eyes. I love the sun.com. And, uh, Dr. Jenna, we're about to get into our favorite part of the show, the hustle round, okay? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about ten, uh, three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? Um, the freedom it's given me. The freedom. Love mm -hmm. freedom. Who doesn't love freedom? <laughs> All right. What's your least favorite thing? Um, the ups and downs, the roller coaster. Mm, got that. Yeah. The, it's inconsistent, right? It's highs and lows, peaks and valleys. Well, so is life, right? All right, let's get real. Let's get raw. Let's get vulnerable. What are you most afraid of? Um, I am most afraid of people judging me. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, thank you for that. Cool. Yeah. We're all struggling with something at any given time. I truly believe that. Mm -hmm. Whether it be personally or professionally, what are you struggling with uh, either personally or professionally right now? I know you shared in your intake form, but maybe there's yeah. something else or you want to share that. What do you got? Yeah. So I'm, I'm struggling with grief right now. Um, we lost our baby boy at 27 weeks this past November. Mm. And so going through that was um, life-changing in so many different ways. Um, so trying to navigate that while also running a business and, you know, mm. having a beautiful family, um, is, you know, it's definitely been challenging. And, you know, I, I really connect with you on that cause our baby was due this Friday and we're waiting, right? Yeah. Um, baby's hiding from this pandemic. <laughs> um, but I really connect that and wow, couldn't even imagine the heartbreak and, and the loss and the grief and, um, what has been the biggest thing? And I'm going to shift just for a second here because mm -hmm. this is important. This is human. We all want to connect. And uh, what has been the biggest thing that you're taking away from having gone through this and, and still wrestling with this grief, you, your husband? Mm -hmm. You just have to, you have to do what you love. You know, we talked a little bit about that earlier with, um, you know, with making your list of the top three things to do today. Just make sure that there's something on there that you really love doing because what is this life worth living for if you're not doing what you love? And so I've really tried to focus this year on doing more of those things that I love and taking time for myself and time with my family because that is so important. And really 
what's my number one fear would be losing my husband and my son. It's not losing my business. It's not losing, you know, money or anything like that. So just focusing on the things you love and the people that you love in your life. What's the number one thing that you're looking forward to doing today? Um, this podcast. Ah, <laughs> so sweet. All right. So I got to tell you, so talking about fun, I finished recording uh, the show with Evan Carmichael last week, right? I, I walked downstairs and I'm like, where's my bride? You know, normally she's somewhere. And uh, I open, I hear some rattling outside the front door. So I open up the front door and she's bent over, you know, fully pregnant, right? She's due. <laughs> and, and, and she's in a bikini and right. Just no, she's just out there in the neighborhood, right. In a bikini over the, the hose and she's filling up water balloons. Nice. Right. And she's got these water pistols, water, whatever, right. Water guns. And I was like, what are you doing? And she looked like her hand was caught in the cookie jar. Right? She just was blushing. And she's like, uh, I was about to ambush my husband with water balloons. Oh my goodness. And I was like, I married, I married right. Yep, there you go. You know, she's creating fun in the day. And I was like, I was fully dressed, looking good and stuff. And I was like, so I should probably go change then. And she's like, yep, you probably should. So I went and got on my swim trunks, went outside in the front yard, in the driveway. And we just started throwing water balloons at each other and shooting each other with water guns, you know, and she is nine months pregnant, Startup Nation, it. just for perspective. So just want to share that. It was hilarious. I was like, wow, she, she's keeping, she's keeping it in perspective. What's, what did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business, Gemma? Um, probably worrying <laughs> about yeah. all of the businesses and everything. <laughs> mm, yeah, I get that. And what secret fear do you have about people? Um, I guess my secret fear about people is that they are that they're judging me. I mean, I know I already said that, but yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. And uh, what's a new habit you want to form? I would like to be better at meditating. I do it, you know, every other day, kind of when I have time and I'd like to have a specific time for that. Got it. What's a bad habit you want to break? You know, being on my phone when I'm around my son. Yo. Hanging out with him. That's not cool for Jude. Stop. I know. I know. All right. What do you wish you had learned sooner in business? Um, to be confident about the things that I'm doing. Mm, got it. Even if you don't know how? Yeah. All right. Project us. it and it will come. Look at that. Project <laughs> it and it will come, Startup Nation. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in this business. Um, fearful, overwhelmed. And busy. <laughs> I think you just described 98% of Startup Nation. <laughs> Got it. And uh, pick three words to describe who you are now. Um, I am dedicated, passionate, and kind. I get that about you. Very cool. And last question, Jenna, if you could come back to life after you die, look your family and friends, your husband, your little boy Jude in the eye and give only one piece of advice about life, eternity, everything, what would you say to them? Um, I would say that 
through everything, you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe that you can get through anything, that you can create anything, that you can help anyone that you want to help. So just believe in yourself. Believe that you're able to do that. Awesome. Believe in yourself, Startup Nation. Back to back, Evan Carmichael. He's the believe guy, right? Back to back shows on believe in yourself. Oh, yeah. That's what it's all about. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K in 2020 this year? Um, you know, the biggest thing we talked about a, a lot about this, but the biggest thing is to connect with people, connect with your audience, ask them questions, you know, really get in there and talk to your customers because that's the best thing that you can do for your business. All right, Startup Nation, and stop running that excuse you don't have time. <laughs> the world just shut down. Yeah, You now exactly. have time. <laughs> <laughs> you have time to connect with your family, with your spouse, with your kids, with your God, with mm -hmm. others. If you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling victimized, if you're feeling any of these negative emotions, it's because you're navel gazing. You're looking at yourself instead yep. of looking out at others and what they're going through. Would mm -hmm. you agree, Dr. Jenna? I would absolutely agree. Yep. Preach, girl. Preach. <laughs> All right. Awesome. What's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? And I know you're going to have a free offer for them coming up, right? Yeah. So you can visit our website, obviously, at isleofthesun.com. Um, if you want to see how we run our Facebook group, you can look for the Dry Eye Syndrome Support Community on Facebook, and we're in there all the time. Um, also, if you do suffer from dry eyes, you can get our product for free. So you can go to freehydrate.com and you can get our product there. Freehydrate.com. And then uh, we're putting up a link for this show specifically, right? I love the sun.com uh, forward slash 100 K. Is yep, that correct? That's correct. And what can they get there by going there? Um, so we'll do the, we'll do that same free bottle offer there. And we'll also have um, our free PDF of our dry eye book also. Nice. All right, Startup Nation. Dr. Jenna's feeling generous today. Go get <laughs> your free gift, get your free bottle. Dr. Jenna, thank you for being on your first 100K. Uh, I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Cheers. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We gotta get your faith right to get your business right. Go to brokencatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and I'll see you right back here next week.